Hi everyone, this is Jill Diarpino with AftermathOfSuicide.com. What I'm going to talk about today is a topic that is spoken about so many times. The toxic factor that narcissists and psychopaths share. And why do I bring this up? Because I have been around people, including my friends, that I would say 99% say that their ex or the one they're with is a narcissist. So what does that really mean? Does anybody know truly what is a narcissist? Because sometimes it's overused. And, you know, the difference between psychopaths and narcissists share a very similar personality traits. So dark triad is a name that is used, and they call this D, quality of D, instead of saying dark triad. So when I say D, you're going to understand it's the dark factor of a personality and the unpleasant traits in people who fit into this. So I'm sure that, you know, you've been around people or in a relationship that has, for the most part, and I'm speaking even about myself. I was in one for five years with a narcissist. I actually had to go to counseling because he actually got me to believe I was the problem. As true narcissists do, it's never their fault. So I went to counseling and I even brought him one time. <laughs> and the funny part, after looking back and now understanding it, he knew more than even the therapist because narcissists are always right. They know more than you do. And so when he left and I went back again on my own, my therapist said, Jill, do you know what a narcissist is? And I said, not really. I mean, you know, we hear the word, but what does it truly mean? And she described it and she said, I believe that your boyfriend is a narcissist. And I, that was the first time I really kind of woke up to looking into it, to understanding what kind of traits is a narcissist? What, what, you know, what is it that he has that maybe I'm not seeing because when you love someone, you don't want to see it. And yet I thought to myself, why is it that no one in my family or my friends liked him? So they were seeing something that I wasn't. Okay, so here is some of the traits. Okay, callousness, narcissistic entitlement, vindictiveness, deceitfulness, and sadism, which means they, you know, um, can't imagine how people mean to others could ever be exciting, um, reverse coded. But so now that you have an appreciation for just how adverse these qualities are, think about how they manifest in people's behavior. Okay. And the universities have done studies on this uh, behavioral indicators and, you know, of patterns of illicit behavior, vandalism, vengeance. And so another trait, lack of compassion, illicit behavior, like 
I've cheated on my taxes when I had the chance. But they will justify why they cheat is because if I don't do it, somebody's going to do it. And do you know that I had my boyfriend say that? When I said, why would you do something that's unethical? He said, well, if I don't do it, somebody's going to. So he justified doing it because other people would do it. They're also status-seeking people. Some vandalize. They love to destroy objects just for fun and vengeance. If they are wronged, they are going to make your life hell. So I started, you know, reading on this, and this relationship ended in 05. And still to this day, I feel that person's behavior when he would get angry and his eyes would turn almost black, the pupils. And looking back now, of course, because I'm not in it and I don't feel anything for him, I can see it now. So I became so interested in understanding narcissism. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have some narcissistic behavior, but I'm talking a true narcissist. These people are very ill. And it is one of the most hardest mental illness to treat because they never believe they're wrong. So how can you help somebody who doesn't believe they're wrong? You can't. They have to hit seriously rock bottom to actually come and help, you know, come and ask for help. So this is a book that many of you might want to go out and buy if you feel you're really in a relationship with a narcissist because they really can make your life a living hell and keep you from living a fulfilling life. Um, It's called Malignant Self-Love. And it's by Sam Van Vaknin. It's V-A-K-N-I-N. And this book is written by a narcissist. What better person could you have that could explain what it's like to be a narcissist? So I found it so interesting that I've read it four times because it's truly amazing to listen to this gentleman talk about why he wrote this book is to help share um, the darkness in these people and what they can do to your life. He has lost everything, his home, his family, his children, his wife. He's in prison, and I'm not going to give everything out. You know, you can read the book. But he actually, that's rock bottom, okay? And that's what made him actually come out and write a book and answer questions that people have about narcissists. So in just the foreword, and I'm not going to read it all, but it starts out like this. Hello, recognize me? No? Well, you see me all the time. You read my books, you watch me on the big screen, you feast on my art, you cheer my games, use my inventions, vote me into office, follow me into battle, laugh at my jokes. I can go on and on. You excuse my faults, envy me my blessings? No? Still doesn't ring a bell? Well, you have seen me. Of that, I am positive. In fact, if there is one thing I am absolutely sure of, it is that. 
you have seen me. And at the end of the foreword, this is how he ends it. I am, as I said, my own worst nightmare. True, the world is replete with my contributions, and I am lots of fun to be around. And true, most contributions, like mine, are not the result of troubled souls, but many more that you might want to believe are, and if by chance you get caught in my web, I can make your life a living hell. But remember this, I am in that web too. The difference between you and me is that you can get out. So I was just blown away when I first read that because this isn't some doctor writing. This is an actual, true, full-blown narcissist. And I mean, so obviously, you know, between narcissists and psychopaths, which are people that can kill and become serial killers, um, since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to be a forensic detective. I have an innate ability to read people and also have gut feelings, which you never should ignore, by the way, because your gut is never wrong. And it's always been just a fascination to me to understand what makes people tick. So you know, as I started reading many books and I've watched tons of shows on serial killers, probably every single one, and you know that the lack of compassion is huge in a serial killer, but also for narcissists as well. They really don't feel and don't care, you know. Um, they just, it, it, it's this feeling that they're better than you and it's your fault. This isn't working out because it's your fault. It's not me. And they can go from yelling and screaming at you and putting you down and then 10 minutes, it's over. And they say, do you want to go to a movie? That's this type of person. They are entitled people. That's what they truly believe. Okay, and along the way in developing this framework, authors answer the question of how psychopathic and narcissism are so centrally related. Uh, in the words of authors, they are willing to engage in deceitful behavior because they see themselves as more important and deserving than others. And I can't tell you how true that is looking back on the relationship I was in. Um, even I found out after we even broke up that he had opened up a business and put my name down as a treasurer and forged my name in the business documents, which now the business is no longer. But when I Googled my name, there it was. It showed up. And I thought, what, kind, what business is that that I'm in? I don't even know of this. I've never heard of this. And I looked into it, and I called him. Now, this was in 2016, two years after my son died. I called him, and I asked him about that, and he said, oh, it doesn't matter, it's closed now. Not, I'm sorry, Jill, that was wrong, Jill. He justified doing it because it's closed now, so it doesn't really matter. 
Those kind of people are extremely dangerous, especially when they live on that fine line of turning into a psychopathic killer. People that don't feel completely have no, they are callous, they lack empathy. Those are the people that can kill because they don't feel anything. They don't look at you as a human being. They just see you as the next victim that they need to kill to fulfill whatever it is in them. And then you're getting into especially the crazy ones like Dahmer, right? Who actually cooked pieces of these guys that he killed and ate it. So these are people, like I said, that completely feel nothing. And now, narcissists, I'm not saying that, you know, they are psychopathic, but there's that fine line between the two. Um, But it takes, you know, somebody that believes that they're right. They have a right to do what they're doing. You're wrong. It's your fault. Um, A lot of narcissists will move and create a whole new group of friends. Because when people start to figure them out, they can't hang around. You know, so they've got to move on. And then they need to be the center of attention in the next group. And I look back at my boyfriend, and he has lived in so many different states, even was a salesperson, and he lived in the Canary Islands. And I thought, wow, you know, he's never been married and has no children. That's even a harder personality because people that only have themselves to think about can tend to be more selfish. They don't need to think about anybody else. But in true sense, inside, narcissists really hate who they are. They despise themselves. And that's why they turn on the outside to let you think, look at how great I am, and look at you, you're such a loser. So this book, Malignant Self-Love, is amazing. So if any of you out there are in a relationship like this or you think you are, now again, we all have little traits of narcissism in us, but I'm talking, you know, to the point that you never win a fight. You are a piece of shit. You are this, you are that. It's your fault. Um, you know, and they have to be, like I said, center of attention at a, at a party. Um, everybody else is the loser. And so you have to think about this relationship that you're in, because it could do you so much damage that it did me. And thank God I was strong enough to say, wow, you know, I recognize this. Thank God to the therapist for the therapist that I was seeing to even bring that up. Um, And I, of course, left that relationship. And I You know, I just think about all the little things that he would say to justify his behavior. He was completely untrusting, and that's because he couldn't be trusted, so he didn't trust anybody. Um, So anyway, for those of you that are in this relationship, I urge you to really step back and take a look at this because it is a form of emotional and mental abuse, and You can stay with this person because on one hand, they could be just the best guy or girl. And most of these 
narcissists, by the way, are men, 75% of them. And they've, it stems from, after doing research many years on these people, their mother. It comes from their mother because the mother has put these boys on a pedestal. Not my son. My son's wonderful. You've seen and heard those mothers. They put their son and their son's great. And no matter what, they can't see anything that that kid could do that's wrong. So this person grows up to believe they're just fabulous, you know. And if you've, you've seen of the, um, the narcissist, right, where he's looking into the pond, and this is where this, you know, you'll see this picture if you look up narcissism. He's looking down into the pond and he sees the reflection of himself. And he hates it because in his mind, he thinks he looks like, you know, let's say the perfect guy, but he sees in the water this monster. So I urge you, if you're in this relationship, to get out. You are not going to fix these people. They are not going to change. Like I said, this gentleman that wrote this book, who is a narcissist, explains why these people won't change, don't get help. It's never their fault. And they really do need to hit rock bottom where they lose everything to maybe even try to change. So I hope this was a helpful um, podcast. I, you know, this is a huge topic on this word because I think it's overused sometimes, narcissism, but I really wanted to explain to you about it because it's a very, very serious, dark person and you are caught in their web. It is very hard to get out, especially if you, you know, are a um, amiable type person. So you can reach out to me on my website, aftermathofsuicide.com. If you have any questions, there's a contact jail page. Also, uh, my book there is for sale. And um, it'd be a nice thing to do for only $17.95, which is a... Uh, it's free shipping in the U.S., but the money goes towards Wounded Warrior Project and Tunnel to Towers, so it helps our veterans, and my son was one. So the book, um, I hope, is it will help everyone. It's not just about my son dying. It's not just about suicide. There's a lot in there for everyone, and um, think about it that you're paying it forward to veterans um, you can reach out to me as well, Jill at aftermathofsuicide.com. And I thank a couple of sponsors, alternewmedia.com, a great marketing company, and a life coach at clearpaththinking.com, Joe, can really change your life, especially now when people really do need to now have that plan B. What do I do now with COVID? I've lost my job, my business. I need to move. Um, and it's really hard to change and we get stuck. And Joe is great at helping you to find a new you and not beat yourself up. So I'm going to sign off and you guys, please take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. Take care.